0: This is The Birth Village Podcast. Welcome back to The Birth Village Podcast. I'm Morgan Brower. Today I am joined by Tricia. We have a couple of things that we wanted to talk about, um, address an experience that she had recently and get you guys excited for some events and things like that that we have going on so we just have some some stuff to talk about today so trish is here i'm
1: so happy to be
0: here yay we hope that you had a great mother's day if you're listening to this the day that it is posted that would have been yesterday we hope all of you felt very appreciated um Trish, do you want to talk about the Date the Doulas event that we had? Yes, you guys, it was so fun. So a
1: few weeks ago, we held an event at Crux Chiropractic, and we called it Date the Doulas because we did this like speed dating the doulas in town. We had about 20, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah, about 20 of us. And not only doulas, we had a couple of lactation consultants and a chiropractor, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's basically just... Any preggy mama, some of them brought their partners, which was so great. They came and they got to stay seated and the doulas are the ones that got to <laughs> change. So every three minutes. So it was loud and pretty crazy. But I feel like it's it was such a great event for people that are really looking for a doula or anything having mm-hmm. to do with birth um, to come and meet the Southern Utah Birth Village. Yeah. So we definitely want to do it again in the fall. And so just... Keep checking out the website. It the website is actually going to be up at the end of May. We're hoping, um, the Southern Utah Birth Village website. We will keep you guys posted on that. And then obviously our Instagram is always going to have all
0: of the events. Yeah. So for sure, it cool. So fun. Yeah. Um, and then let's chat about the expo. What do you want to tell us about the expo coming up mm. on August fifth?
1: Yeah, August fifth. You guys mark your calendars. It's going to be here in St. George. We're going to do it at Abbey Inn um, on Bluff Street. It's just a little convention center off of the hotel. Anyway, um, it's going to be an all-day event, like 9 to 5. We're going to have 30-plus vendors there, so we don't know for sure who's going to show up, but it's going to be awesome. (laughs) I know a lot of, like, doulas and birth photographers and stuff will have booths so you can go and meet them Mm -hmm. if you would like, but we will definitely probably have vendors selling things as well. Um, We are looking at a food truck. Hopefully we'll have some food um, and some snacky things. I'm not sure. But the best part is all day long where there's a separate room from where we're all going to be, you know, the vendors that we're going to have speakers Mm -hmm. and presenters. So not just speakers, but people presenting specific things, too. So they will be an hour long slot and then we'll have at least an hour in between each speaker. So there'll be plenty of time to check out the whole expo while you're waiting for the speaker that you want to see, but you probably want to plan on the whole day. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be so good. So, um, as soon as we get that lineup all put together, we will have it posted not only on the website, but on our Instagram as well. So we're really excited about that event coming up August 5th.
0: Yep. Sweet. Thank you. Yes, We've talked about a few of these things before, but as the president of the (laughs) Southern Utah Birth Village, I just wanted to hear it from you. I wanted our listeners to hear it from you.
1: Yes. My whole committee is, I mean, as we speak, literally literally working on the website, like (laughs) just, they're so amazing. Mm -hmm. The website and all of the everything. (laughs) Yeah. There's so much that goes into the expo because, you know, it's a big event and we want to make it, as good as possible. And so, yeah, we're so excited. Hopefully you guys,
0: hopefully we'll get to see you there. Oh, I'll for sure. Be mm-hmm. there. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, so we haven't even heard about the doula retreat yet, mm, but yeah. I would love if you tell us about that as well. This whole episode's just advertising. <laughs> I'm like, please report on all of the projects you have going on.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. So, um, a lot of the listeners know that I do a doula training twice a year. So I do one in the spring and then one in the fall. My doula training will be happening in September. Um, But I have been wanting to do a doula retreat for years. Yeah. Because doulas are some of the hardest working ladies I've ever met (laughs) and we deserve a retreat. Okay. And this retreat is just going to be like it just like the word we are going to be retreating from our life and it's going to just be full of amazing things. So I'm holding it out, um, at the water Canyon winery. Mm-hmm. And that is actually like on your way to Canab, in between like Apple Valley and Canab. So Hilldale is actually the town that it, the winery is. So there's this huge winery with amazing yoga studio with it. And then a place to eat and a whole kitchen and um, and just grapevines everywhere. It's yeah. beautiful, and then they have and the places where we're going to be staying are pretty much brand new little. Um, it's not a hotel because it's not all together, but they're just kind of like little tiny homes. But they're not tiny homes; they're stick built. So <laughs> I don't, know. I don't explain it. But um, so they're just kind of a block away from the winery, so we'll get some walking in for sure. But yeah, every day is going to be full. Filled, sorry, with just fun events. Um, so you can come to everything or you can come to just one thing. It doesn't matter what you want to do, but cool, it's just totally up to you. So the food will all be provided there. Obviously, it's a winery. So if you're into that too, that will be in plenty. <laughs> um, and we'll be doing yoga every day at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we'll have a schedule, but um, we will be going on a hike and doing some repelling. Fun. Um, yeah, also like an ATV. One of the days we're going to take ATVs out to this really cool place with petroglyphs and have lunch out there. Um, we, I also am going to be inviting a few different type of speakers that will be like um, motivational speakers. Um, Like energy workers and for sure sound baths. I I want to hopefully do multiple. It is going to be three nights and four days. So we'll have plenty of time to do all these fun things, but um, it's going to be a retreat for me too. So there's not going to be a ton of like learning, but I will be adding in a few things here and there. Cool. And you don't necessarily have to be a doula to attend, you just have to be a lady who wants to get away from life for a few days (laughs) because it's gonna be really really cool so um you know i i called it a doula retreat because that's what i am and i would love for definitely like-minded women to go out and hang out with each other Mm -hmm. and you know share experiences and laugh together you know so but it really is just for for anyone who wants a retreat yeah and loves yoga and sound baths. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's in October. October 2nd and 5th. And these both of the my training and the doula retreat are on the my website. So, empoweredbirthwithtrisha.com. Okay. You can go to my website and check everything out and look more into it or also you can always just DM me on Instagram if you have questions. So, okay. Thank yeah. you
0: so much. You're welcome. I think that that's the last um piece of business that we had to talk
1: about that was fun business though yeah
0: good stuff (laughs) can't wait and um yeah let us know if you have any questions about that or if you need help figuring out how to come with us because we want to see you guys there yes um all right so you just recently had a couple of birth experiences but one that made you and i feel like we needed to talk about some stuff (laughs) Yeah. It was so funny. Um, I was
1: actually on my way out of town because a baby came on time and so I could leave (laughs) for a couple of days. And I called Morgan. I'm like, oh my gosh, Morgan, I have to tell you about this experience. It was so amazing. And she was like, okay. So we literally talked for like, I don't know, over an hour. Yeah. She was like, we should be recording. I'm like, oh, (laughs) we should. (laughs) So I just thought that it just needed... It needed its own space on yeah. our podcast, I felt like, because there were so many things that happened that I I think that uh, so many women need to know and understand how to make this possible. Mm-hmm. Um, So when we did the question and answer po- episode, mm-hmm. someone asked, can you make a hospital birth like a home birth? Mm-hmm. And Morgan and I were both like, mm, not really. I mean, we can... Tr- do our very best. Yeah. But there's so many distractions and it's unknown at the hospital, you know, yeah. where at, at a house, you pretty much know what's going to happen. You know, you, there's you, just different elements that, yes.
0: that are
1: essentially different. Yes. Yes. So after this experience, I was like, whoa, that was like the, the most home birth experience I've ever had in the hospital. Yeah. And it wasn't just because, you know, right. Right. Like I, I don't like even believing in coincidence. I don't think that some women can birth. Well, some women can birth easier, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Not that birth is easy by any means. No. It's only easy because of a time factor. But some women, yeah, they are just built to birth. Yeah. You know? And some women, man, they have to work hard. Yeah. But there's so many things that we can do in order to help ourselves be better at birthing. Mm-hmm. And this specific client of mine did. And most of you might be thinking, well, why was it at the hospital then if she was so prepared and it was, you know, she was wanting that. And the reason why is because this specific client um, has type 1 diabetes. So she had to be monitored a lot more than most normal, you know, pregnant women do. Yeah.
0: Considered Um, a high risk pregnancy. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So she was going to the doctor a lot more often, um, going to maternal fetal medicine a lot more often, more um, ultrasounds and stuff like that, just to make sure that baby was doing well and she was doing well. And every single test, every single everything, she just passed with flying colors. She definitely has taken her health into her own hands Mm -hmm. and is able to deal with her diabetes in a way that I've never even witnessed before. So very very inspiring
0: um we will be hearing from her too she's gonna come on and share her story but just when we were when Trish said like we were talking on the phone and I think it's really cool to hear about birth from the point of view of a doula Mm -hmm. um not in the the driver's seat or the you know the mother's point of view but to just hear about how it happened for somebody else and um a lot of the behind the scenes things right. that you know about that a mother doesn't necessarily. Right. <laughs> For sure. So yeah. It, yeah, this it's really amazing the what this client accomplished. Do we say her name? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, if she's telling her birth story next week, then maybe we could. Yeah. Well, okay. So spoiler alert: <laughs> it's uh, um, <laughs> it's Doctor Katie Smith. Right. And so she is gonna um come on and tell her story. But anyways, it's, it's so amazing what she was able to accomplish because of the cards she was dealt. She's high risk. She has type one diabetes and like all of these things, it's really hard to feel like you have choices because a lot of your choices get taken away. Like you said, she can't have a home birth because she's high risk. So that choice feels like it gets taken away. And we're going to hear about one, how she prepared herself and two, why, why she cared. So we'll get that perspective from her, but.
1: For sure. Yeah. And that's her story to tell. In fact, I have, I I know a lot of people and then people find out that someone had a baby and they text me and they're like, tell me about it. And I'm like, it's, this is not my story to tell. Yeah. So just so you know, we do have permission to talk about Katie today. Yeah.
0: So don't worry. Like we'll hear her story. We'll get it from her. We're not going to be really telling that story necessarily today, but we're just talking about the doula's point of view of the whole thing. Right.
1: Well, I I will say last night, actually in class, I started a new class last night, Bradley Method class and all the couples introduced themselves. Yeah. And one of the couples, their first time parents, she said, like, we definitely wanted to have kids. But when we found out when we were pregnant, we were like, whoa, we're not prepared. Mm. And they just moved across the country too so they're just like oh my gosh I don't know what to do (laughs) and she's like seriously like my mind just couldn't even wrap itself around the idea that I was going to have a baby so I immediately just said she's like I'm a very natural like holistic type of person Mm -hmm. but as soon as I heard the word pregnant my mind went right away like it's okay just hire an OB and go to the hospital and get an epidural so you don't have to worry about it (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so I was like wow what changed because now you're sitting in my class and she was like well I came to my senses and was like, okay, hey, wait, all right. I, some need time to do, yeah, <laughs> I need to do some research. And that was just like, it's a gut reaction when yeah. women find themselves having to do something hard. We are always going to look for the easy way out because yeah. this is the climate we live in. Like mm-hmm. this is what we do. We it takes always, stress off your plate. Yes. It like puts the ball in somebody else's court. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're going to let someone else take care of it for us. We are going to push that easy button. Yeah. You know, but when it comes to birth, there's no such thing. Yeah. We cannot push the easy button because your body is going to go through it, you know? No matter what you do. Exactly. So I bring that up because this is exactly what Katie did with her experience. She was like, okay. I have nine months to prepare for this. I mean, obviously, they were trying to get pregnant for a while, so she knew exactly what she needed to do. And the amount of um, education that she did for herself, um, everything she did for her body is what allowed her to get the experience that she wanted. Mm -hmm. And she got it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that every single person, if you put the work in, you're going to get your experience. That's not what I'm saying But it happened to work out for Katie. Yeah. So from a doula's perspective, you know, I show up for every single client exactly the same. I'm going to help her in every single way that I can. And I use my intuition a lot to know how far I can push someone or where we need to go. And I always even say... A good doula knows when it's time to get an epidural. Because if we're at the hospital, that's an option, you know? Yeah. We need to know our options. Yeah. And we need to understand them. Mm-hmm. So I obviously wasn't taking that away from Katie either. Um, just because you have a doula there doesn't mean you have to do it fully un- unmedicated. That's right. not it at all. That's
0: not what the doula is about. No. We're here for so many other reasons. <laughs> so if you don't know by now, uh, just reach out to us, I guess. because <laughs> yeah. Or go listen to all the other episodes. But Right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So um, because of her type 1 diabetes, the chances of her getting it induced were very, very high. Um, they, of course, wanted to induce her earlier, and she kept saying no as long as me and my baby are okay. So she pushed it off as far as she could, and she was at one of her um, appointments with maternal Fetal medicine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do their names have to be so long and hard to say? It's a little bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> anyway, they found out that her fluid levels were low, low enough to where they didn't want to push it anymore. So yeah. she did end up with that induction, which she's definitely going to talk about. Um, however, her induction was a little bit different than a lot of the inductions I've been a part of. They decided to just do Cytotech. And usually they do that first and then the other things follow like the Foley um, balls or and uh, Pitocin. Yeah. You know, so usually that's the pattern that it follows. But she was able to just do three rounds of Cytotec, which put her body into a really great labor pattern. So um, I guess just from my perspective with inductions, it's very, very rare for me to go to an induction and to not get Pitocin, A, because Katie did not, and B, not have an epidural placed because, you know, induction is pretty brutal on your body Mm -hmm. and it's, it's brutal on your mind too. And in birth really does happen in your mind. And we have all heard the stories. I mean, I'll say them myself, Pitocin is rough, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and for a woman to be able to have a unmedicated birth meaning no pain meds with Pitocin is pretty difficult because yeah. it really does put your body into like
0: extra mode, you know? Yeah. Can you, uh, be a little bit more specific about some of the maybe drawbacks of Pitocin? We've had that whole episode yeah. on Oxytocin, but if yeah. in case somebody didn't listen to that.
1: Right. So, um, Pitocin, we all know, is the synthetic form of oxytocin, which oxytocin is what puts a woman into labor. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get small doses of oxytocin on a daily basis. It's just the happy hormone. Okay. Yeah. So, but in order to go into labor, you have to have quite a bit of that to be to start being released in your body. And that's what puts everyone into a physiological birth pattern. But obviously we know with induction, they use pitocin. Um So the drawback with Pitocin, obviously it is, it is a wonderful drug because some women really do need it to help move things along, Exactly, help their body
0: do what it's not. And if
1: for a medical reason you need to have a baby, it really has helped us because Mm -hmm. then we can put a woman into labor without waiting for her. And if she has a medical reason why she needs to be in labor, then it's wonderful. Yeah. It'll get the job done. Yes, it will. Most of the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) it forces the job to get done.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly that word force is the drawback of Pitocin. It forces your body to do something that it wasn't quite ready to do. And so um, with Pitocin, it just puts your body into an, an active labor pattern. Now it takes some while. It takes a few hours usually for a mom to really kick in and they start you off slow and every hour, depending on your doctor, depending on how you're doing, depending on how your baby's doing, they up the Pitocin, you know, a couple of notches, a couple mm-hmm. of numbers. Okay. So they'll say you added a two or four, 20 is the highest that they'll give you. Okay. But that doesn't happen for hours and hours and hours. Okay. Gotcha. And like I said, there's no like, this is exactly what's going to happen because it just depends on your doctor and it depends on you and your baby. Yeah. So we can't tell you exactly how it's all going to go down. But what we do know is a cervix needs to be pretty ripe before Pitocin can work the way it's designed to work. And a cervix that is ripe needs to be very soft, at least 80% effaced and one or two centimeters open before, you know, because that means your body's already physiologically doing some things. Mm -hmm. But a woman who walks in for an induction and is maybe only 50% Fifty percent effaced and not even open at least even to a one, then I highly don't recommend Pitocin right away. We need yeah. to do other things like cytotec or fully balloons. So yeah, that that's the only drawback
0: is it's just it's rough, you know?
1: It it kicks you right into an active labor
0: pattern. Um I I want to make it really clear what an active labor pattern oh, means yeah. cuz you and I understand that yeah. and it wasn't until just now that I thought let's be a little bit more clear about that. Okay. So in my Bradley Method class, we have a whole
1: entire night that we just talk about first stage labor, okay? Mm-hmm. So first stage labor can be broken down into three different stages. Early, First stage and then active labor. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when a woman starts her labor pattern, she's in early first stage for quite a while, typically. Yeah. It's very rare that a labor will just like start right away and just be like full force. Rare and and a (laughs) go. Yeah. Every once in a while, we have a two hour labor, but girls don't put all your eggs (laughs) in that basket. Okay. (laughs) Probably don't put very many, if any, eggs in that (laughs) basket. It's, it doesn't happen all the time. It does happen every once in a while. But usually it takes at least six to eight hours in early labor. And early labor, these contractions are every 10 minutes or so. They're only lasting 30 seconds, maybe f- up to 45 seconds. Very manageable. You're able to go to the grocery store eat food, you'll still have an appetite. So early labor is very manageable. Okay. When we start moving into first stage, still pretty manageable, not in my opinion, ready to go to the hospital yet, but we're more in like the five to seven minute apart contractions. These contractions still aren't quite making it to a minute, but they're definitely lasting a little bit longer than your earlier stage. Okay. Mm. So labor is prep time. Labor is like, Hey, Something's going on in your body. You better get some things ready. You know, get your people called, you know, mm. get the house organized or whatever. So if you are leaving to go the, back to the hospital, you know, your house will be ready when you get home yeah. or call the dog sitter or
0: call the babysitter. Because you've got some time still. Yeah. Plenty of time. Your body's just working on opening up, right. getting ready for the main event, the exactly. big show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the big show is active labor. Yeah. <laughs> so when I, I when parents call me and they're like, "Oh, this is happening," I'm like, "Hey." And I usually am talking to the dad, and I say, "Okay, let me know when she changes, when she becomes different, when she doesn't want to talk anymore, she doesn't want you to touch her anymore. In fact, she just probably doesn't want to smell you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably especially if you labor. smell like a burrito <laughs> or something dumb <laughs> like that, right? So. An active labor pattern are contractions that are every two to three minutes and they are lasting an entire minute and they are very intense. Okay. So this is why an active labor pattern, this is what Pitocin does to you. And this is why it's very hard to just jump right to active labor before you've had eight to 12 hours of ramping up, you know, of small labor because the mentally
0: that's hard too, not just physically. Oh, Totally.
1: Yeah. Your mind needs time to wrap itself around the idea of active labor and Pitocin sometimes just doesn't give you that time, you know? Yeah. And then it's always the, the mental game too, of everybody hearing about Pitocin and even the nurses will say it themselves, like, it's pretty rare for you to not get an epidural. Like you should probably just get an epidural pretty soon because Mm -hmm. it's going to get really rough, you know? So we already have this
0: mental, like, oh thing in our minds about pitocin about if I get pitocin uh, I will get an epidural yeah and that's not necessarily what has to happen either it's just kind of paired together right often yeah
1: Yeah. so whenever I have a client getting an induction or having to use pitocin like if her water broke and she's not contracting on her own and then they're going to want to give her pitocin um usually I just like calm her mind about it like your body's already doing this you know your body's already in this wave of going into labor. So this, just giving you a little bit of Pitocin is not the same as an induction type mm-hmm. of Pitocin. So I do try to calm her mind about that. But yeah. but yeah, it it comes on quick. And once it's there, it doesn't go away. Where in a physiological labor pattern, even in active labor, every once in a while, a mom will have a few breaks, you know, like um, she'll get in the tub and then things will maybe slow down to maybe back to a five minute pattern so she can kind of get her bearings back and Mm -hmm. like breathe and like, okay, all right, I'm ready to get active again. And then she can get active, like going for a walk or getting out of the tub. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. The
0: body can just do that for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but that doesn't happen with Pitocin. Yeah. (laughs) Unless they turn it off, which they only turn it off if you and your baby aren't doing well. So they, they love an active pattern over at the hospital <laughs> because it's getting things done yeah you know and if that's not happening on their screen they want it to happen on their screen yeah they just, just want to move it. things along exactly and i understand that yeah 100 percent.
0: they got a job so, to do
1: so do you think that answered the question
0: of what's i do active labor? <laughs> yeah so yeah just to reiterate the point or or bring it back to full circle mm-hmm. um the reason why Pitocin is is tricky is because you then are experiencing active labor much longer than is uh, natural and normal for your body. And so your body might be like, um, Mm -hmm. what? Well, not only that. Yeah, it's
1: rough. And when the body, when the mind gets scared, then, you know, the anxieties kick in and then, then your body doesn't want to open up anymore because Mm -hmm. you're scared, but you're still having these Pitocin contractions, which, Again, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. Just forcing again to reiterate that word is a really descriptive word. The last thing we want to do with a woman who's in labor. We don't want to force her to do anything in my opinion, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. In a physiological labor pattern, we just want her, we just want to roll with it, Mm -hmm. you know? And if, and a lot of the time in the hospital, they'll be patient. They can be patient for a certain amount of time. Um, And let you try but um it that feels really
0: pressury. here's another thing that i think is important to mention is the reason why you and i for example that it's our opinion to just roll with it and why that might be better is the outcomes tend to be better mm-hmm. so we're not here just to be like natural's better right unmedicated's better everybody should be crunchy hippie people right. we're not here to say that we're yeah. just like we want everybody to have the best experience possible. And we know that adding, adding outside factors can sometimes just change that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just give you different outcomes. Right. And by outcome, you mean like? um, Recovery times. Um, <sighs> me- Mentally, how you felt about what happened to you. Right. Uh, I don't necessarily want to use a word as as severe as trauma, but right. like, hey, lots of people end up experiencing t- birth trauma. Right. I read a study; I think it was it was at least thirty percent or higher of of mothers experience birth trauma, right. and um, a a lot of that has to do with how they were treated, is what right. the study says during their labor and yeah. and how in control they felt, um, and so it's worth. Considering we're really not trying to make you every the whole world crunchy people, right. we just want everybody to have a good experience.
1: Exactly, and that's what a doula is for. Yes. You know, no matter yes. what turn your birth takes or even if you're totally planning on getting an induction. Okay. Having a doula there to calm your mind down, to help you understand the process because she's seen it so many times. Yeah. Just that calming effect will do everything for
0: you. Help you have better outcomes. Yes. Yeah. No matter what what your birth plan is.
1: And I think that that's what spurred my conversation with Morgan about Katie. Yeah. Is she had texted me. She was up in mom and baby. And she was like, I can't believe these nurses. They just think I need help with everything. Like they don't even want me to go to the bathroom by myself and I'm totally fine. (laughs) And I texted her back. I'm like, yeah, because they're not used to seeing women that act so Good after birth, you know, the trauma that did not happen to her body because of her prep. Like she didn't tear or anything. Um, she was able to birth her baby, not fast,
0: but like pretty, pretty good for a first-time mom. Yeah. Well, there's that cocktail of hormones that she got because Mm -hmm. the medicine didn't impede that from happening because there wasn't any medicine. Yeah. So she just that that we'll dig into that a little bit more too. what the nurses had to say but they they're not used to seeing someone be so have such a good outcome maybe we can say right exactly childbirth is a beautiful experience and doesn't have to be an intimidating event You can take steps to ensure that you're mindfully prepared for childbirth so that when the big day comes, you're confident about your plans and you feel supported in your desires. Mindfully Prepared Birth is an online self-paced course that will help you prepare for a variety of birthing options so that you can give birth in awareness, feel supported in your decisions and feel strong and powerful. This class is great for anyone preparing to give birth no matter their preferences. It teaches how to prepare your mind and body for labor because both are so crucial to good birth outcomes. It also teaches the variety of options you can choose from when preparing for birth, as well as how to choose a provider and how to talk to your provider to make sure you get what you want. It goes over the stages of labor and how to write your customized birth plan. There's focus on helping you feel confident in your ability to make the best decision for yourself and your baby, which I love. And there's even a full breastfeeding course taught by an international board-certified lactation counselor to help you have a positive breastfeeding experience. Everything in this course is evidence-based and can really make a huge difference to your birthing experience. Use the code BIRTHVILLAGE for $25 off this amazing childbirth course. And check out their website at www.mindfullypreparedbirth.com for more information. So,
1: um, kind of going back to her story, she's going to tell the full thing, but, um, she, I happened to come around 7am in the morning and she, like I said before, had only done the side attack. And of course the nurse comes in and she's like, okay, now we can do Pitocin. And I was like, well, she's four centimeters. Like, I feel like let's just wait and see what happens. You know, let's give her some time, but backing up. Katie was the one that was like, "We're let's give us some more time. And, and then I backed her up with that. Like, yes, sure. Let's Cause that's what she time. wanted. That's what she wanted for sure. And I knew that. And that's why I was definitely backing her up with that. And the nurse was like, well, you know, the doctor really wants this. And I'm like, well, let's give her a little bit of time. And we ended up not having any of that, you know, like she just continued to contract very well on her own. And we just went about her labor and yeah. she did amazing. And um, one thing that I do want to recognize as well is the non-tearing aspect of her push, her pushing. She decided to push in a lot of different positions, um, but the she actually had a certified nurse midwife, not a doctor. Well, they are doctors, but you know what I'm saying? She yeah. was a CNM that works under an OB in the hospital, she was just so kind and willing to let Katie do whatever she wanted. And she wasn't really pushy with the vaginal checks, especially at the end. You know, she was just like, whenever you're ready, Katie, like we're just following whatever you want to do, oh, that's which was amazing. amazing to see. Yeah, because that's pretty rare yeah. to see in the hospital. And um, I, in my doula bag, I usually either have olive oil or, um, that day I happened to have a new bottle unopened, which I recommend if you're bringing anything for, um, the perineal massage as the baby's coming out, an oil base is going to be so great, Mm -hmm. but this oil needs to be in an unopened container, like sealed so that it's more, um, sanitary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) anyway so I especially
0: in the hospital setting and and with birth and all the fluids and everything that's going on let's just be clean yeah
1: (laughs) and and they have um a table set up with all of their tools and everything for the doctor or in this case the certified nurse midwife Mm -hmm. which you can't just set your bottle on you know it has to she actually has a little cup there and I poured I actually had arnica oil lovely Uh, yeah so um that I poured into the little cup, and that's what she used for lubrication as Katie was pushing. Normally, they just use KY jelly. Okay. So just so the listener understands the difference there. I always recommend an oil. I just believe it sinks into your skin better, and it's going to continue to lubricate.
0: Well, and it's it also helps with the stretch of yes. the skin. It helps give the skin more elasticity. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm an esthetician. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and so... It, it's going to long-term be a little bit more effective mm-hmm. than the the KY jelly, which offers great lubrication and maybe not so much help with the stretching and things like right, that.
1: Right, right, because the oil actually like seeps into your skin mm-hmm. and it continues to work. And I do recommend, and I talk about this in my Bradley class, perineal massage, like starting at week 37 mm-hmm. for all mamas um, to help their perineum become as stretchy as possible, uh. and that is to be done with oil at that time as well. Mm-hmm. So, so anyways, um, her certified nurse midwife was so awesome and used it, and uh, you know she was able to birth with n- no tear at all, which wh- for a first time mom in the hospital is pretty rare for me to see. Yeah. Um, but I truly believe it was from not only Katie's prep, the care of the doctor, and also yeah. the the
0: arnica oil. So, am you know, I r- remembering incorrectly? Did were hot towels used at all? Yes, for sure, by the doc, by the certified nurse midwife, right? Yeah, yeah. that's a well, mouthful too. Yeah,
1: I had them in my crock pot, but and I was, you know, supplying them to her, and she was using them for sure. Awesome, which definitely helps, man. Any type of heat, and moist heat on that skin. So if you're not spending, helps it, with the stretching, yeah. If you spend a ton of time in the water, that will definitely help. But if you haven't, uh, in obviously in the hospital, you can't push in the water, so you have to be out. And those hot towels right up against your perineum will definitely help too. And ladies, like,
0: it's like a rubber band. Like a right. cold rubber band's going to snap. A warm rubber band's going to stretch. Exactly. Same idea. Exactly. And ladies, they are well prepared to get
1: some warm towels for you. So even if you don't have a doula there, but you just know, hey. Will you please, even the, before the doctor comes in, the nurse can be doing it mm-hmm. in prep for your pushing. Um, They have disposable, really soft towels that they'll use sometimes. It's a little bit hard if you don't have a tub room because the tub rooms have the, you know, they have hot and cold water yeah. <laughs> that you can get. Where all the other rooms, it's just like a... You know, you put your hand under the sink and it turns on automatically and it's just lukewarm. You mm-hmm. can't actually get it cold and you cannot get it actually hot. Mm-hmm. So that, there's the problem with hot towels in the normal rooms. But yeah. if you are in a tub room, you will be able to get hot water. And I just use. So this if you were not, bring a crock pot because exactly. it can warm up your towel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or there are these little cups that I use. I don't know. They're like little cylinder type cups. Okay. They're plastic and they, I just throw them away after. But I put them right underneath the hot water and I keep the hot towels in that water. Oh, gotcha. I actually did that the other day because my crock pot was in the other room. I had two berths at the same time. So I didn't have my crock pot in the one room and I just used that, which by the way, that was an epidural birth, and we used hot towels on her the whole time as well and it, it worked out great. So cool. anyway... Yeah. Any woman, if you're birthing anytime soon, just say, hey, will you get some hot towels for me? Yeah. Cool. Because your recovery will be a lot easier if you're not dealing with stitches. Mm -hmm. They really are pretty painful. Yeah. But uh, a stretched perineum is just fine. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a little bit sore, but. Everybody's
0: going to be a little bit sore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's just reduce the (laughs) aftermath. Exactly. As much as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
1: anyway, she was able to ask for that and um and everything was just so great. And so, um, I don't know, do you want me to talk about the what the nurses had to say about
0: Katie? I do, yes. (laughs) I wanna give um extra props real quick to her certified nurse midwife. Mm. Um, and just um a reminder that your provider matters. Mm -hmm. Um (laughs) <laughs> and I, I guess we don't really need to, to dig into that, but like yeah. the fact that I just want to stress, it was uncommon for her provider to be willing to do all of these extra things right. and just feel that out with your provider. How much are they going to be there for you? How much are they going to help you get the good outcomes? How mu- How invested are they in your birth outcomes? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just mean having your baby outside of your body. Right. Right. Cause guess what? We, that's the end goal. It really is. Having a healthy baby outside of your body is the most important thing, but how you get there also matters. And your provider that you choose and hire is a huge part of your um, likelihood of getting what you want. A better outcome. A better outcome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Katie had a great rapport with her certified nurse midwife. In fact, I had a whole conversation with her about how much she'd loved getting to know Katie over the last eight or nine months. And she's just so happy she was able to be part of her experience.
0: Yeah. I'm sure we'll shout her out a little bit more next week when we have more details from Katie.
1: I did invite her on the podcast, by the way. Thank you. We'll see. We'll see. So hopefully we'll get her on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, hey, she's so nice. Yeah. She's so great. We'll talk about her more next week. I promise. Yeah. Listeners. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So, yeah. So after Katie had her baby, Mm -hmm. um, then you are hearing lots of just astonishments from the nurses. Yeah, so I actually walked out into the hallway because I was going to get Katie something
1: and the nurse and the certified nurse midwife were talking and I was just kind of walking around the corner to go get Katie something and um, they're like, oh my gosh, she did so great. And I said, I know, didn't she? And they're like, it's so rare for us to see a first-time mom especially be able to take on their labor and be able to get so... So much of what she wanted, you know, and she was just in control of everything. And I was kind of like, Really? (laughs) Because I see this all the time. Yeah. Even with first time moms. And they're like, Oh. And I'm like, But they're usually not in the hospital. Yeah. And the nurse is like, Oh, interesting that you would say that. She's like, Well, yeah, usually first time moms get epidurals. And I said, Well, I see a lot of birth outside of the hospital. And Um, these very prepared mamas who choose home birth, they're getting outcomes just like Katie did just Mm -hmm. barely like no tearing, very controlled pushing, um, just very in control of her whole everything, you Mm -hmm. know, her body, her telling her partner what to do and what not to do, you know, and and he's right there with her and being in tune with her body to know what she needed. Yeah. And she was like, well, yeah, we don't see it very often here. And, I just was like, Hmm. So I could have walked away at this point. Yeah. (laughs) But I thought, well, why not try to share a little bit of education with these sweet women who they've put their life into helping women have babies. And they care a lot. They do. Yeah, they do. They, they love They're They're amazing women. Yeah. These labor and delivery nurses. Wow. And I'm like, you know, that, what just happened in that room didn't just happen to Katie because she's lucky, you know, that happened because Katie put in the work and Katie is also a chiropractor. Yeah. So she was having chiropractic work done on a very normal basis to her, um, by her husband, I'm assuming, and another chiropractor that's actually working there to, um, while she's on maternity leave. Um, she also is very knowledgeable in exercises having to do with pregnancy, you yeah. know, she is, I, I believe, certified in birth fit, but maybe you oh. can ask her for sure for next week. Yeah. Um, I, I believe she went and got that certification as well. So she was very in tune with her body during her whole pregnancy. So she knew exactly the exercises, the breathing techniques, everything. She did take the Bradley Method course by me. which Which <laughs> Which I am not taking any of the credit for what Katie did because... Um, yeah, she knew all the answers during class. I'm like, why are you guys even here? You're intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a doula herself. She is. She is. But I loved having them in class. But yeah. I said, you know, yeah, that didn't just happen. It it was step uh, upon step mm-hmm. upon layer upon layer of work that Katie did. Yeah. And they were like, wow. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And so... I just felt like I needed to help them understand that. Yeah. This is not coincidence. Yeah. And I want our listeners to understand that too. Yeah. You know, you might hear or watch a YouTube video. Like I just saw one the other day about a woman. It, someone put it on Instagram. It was kind of a longer video of a woman giving birth in a car. And mm-hmm. it, the sheriff, did you see it? No. The, I'll, I'll send it to you. But like the sheriff was there talking to her and her husband was in the driver's seat, but the video was just only pointed on the mom. Oh. And she was like laboring, laboring, laboring. And the the sheriff, bless his heart, he didn't know what to say or do. <laughs> he was just like, Don't push. Okay. I know. And he was like, is this your first baby? And she's like, No, it's my six. And he was like, Whoa, <laughs> you guys need to get a hobby. And they were just like, Yeah. Haha. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So he didn't know what to say at all. He was just trying to support, but he just kept telling her not to push, which we know, Morgan and I for <laughs> sure know don't ever tell a woman to not push when she's feeling like she's pushed. Like, let her follow her body. So I just wanted to jump through that screen. (laughs) So, yeah, this woman, coming back to my point, (laughs) she was having a very quick
0: physiological birth, but she herself didn't know what to do, right? Oh, because she had had all her other kids in the hospital, presumably. Right, presumably, yeah. But she
1: was scared. Her voice was like shaky like she didn't know what to do she was looking to the sheriff who had no idea what to say to her yeah like help me and all he could say was don't push you know and if she would have had just a small inkling of what her body was capable of Mm -hmm. imagine her outcome
0: hey that's a really good point because even if if your plan is to get an epidural like to go fully medical route uh It it is really empowering to just know what your body's capable of, and then say you find yourself in a pickle like this lady did, (laughs) you're gonna be able to have a little bit of understanding of how this works, or randomly like one of those really short two hour labors like Trish talked about. Like uh, just in case, it's it's just really good to be informed. Her partner too. He
1: had attended a class. Yeah, and he was saying, and he knew how to coach her. Yeah, we know exactly what to do. He Birth is normal. Her, yeah, he would have had her in the back seat, actually comfortable. Yeah, not in this very uncomfortable position with the sheriff, like <laughs> holding yeah. her leg. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we, we have this opportunity, and, um, and Katie. That's why it's so important f- for me to share my perspective on what she was able to do because, yeah, she had an opportunity. We all do. Yeah. And she took it and she ran with it. Yeah. And Katie is part of the Southern Utah birth village. You know, she comes to the, the meetups all the time and here's all the doulas and the midwives and everybody that's there talking about all the amazing births they've been to lately. And a lot of home births obviously yeah. are talked about. And I could always kind of feel like this sense, like she was like, Oh, but it could happen in the hospital too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, of course, of course it can. Like you're going to do so amazing. But she took it into her own hands and she was the one who made it happen. And she made it happen. It's just, it's mind blowing. I, I just, I can't even, yeah, I, I literally didn't sleep for days because I was just so happy just about it all, <laughs> floating on cloud nine. Yeah,
0: I I want a pinky promise to anybody that's listening right now that when we do hear from Katie, we are going to have her give some advice on uh, lots of things, how it's mm-hmm. possible to to have good outcomes in the hospital, and then also how to some advice on on just the preparational things that what to do, but. I I also wanted to bring up the fact that overwhelm is a really common feeling for any pregnant mom, whether it's a first- time mom or if, if this is your third baby, if this is your <laughs> however many babies. Um, and I in my opinion, it, even if you are overwhelmed, preparing for labor is not the thing to put aside, right? And, It doesn't have to be a big, huge to do. You don't Mm -hmm. have to spend hours and hours and hours on the daily or weekly preparing for this. You've got time. Mm -hmm. You've got 40, maybe 42 weeks (laughs) to prepare to meet this baby that you're bringing into the world. So say you spent 18 minutes a day, Mm -hmm. say you spent, you know, a few hours a week on, on getting yourself prepared. It's enough, you guys, Mm -hmm. but you got to do something, right? I sitting back because you're overwhelmed is it's just not not the way to handle that type of anxiety.
1: Well, what are you going to do? Imagine the empowered feeling that that Katie has to take care of this newborn. It's her her first baby, you know, like after she just did that and she kept saying that was so hard. That was (sighs) so hard. I'm like, you made that look easy. And she's like, it was so hard. So imagine, you know in two more days when you're home from the hospital and your baby's freaking out and you don't know what to do, I mean, talk about overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know? But if you have went through your birth portal in a very like empowered, strong, amazing way, then this newborn care is just gonna be like, oh, they're good.
0: Yeah. Even on the hard days, you're like, yeah, I, it's fine. I birthed a baby. I got what whatever's coming. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. And life has a way of preparing you for whatever's coming up next. Exactly. So birth does definitely prepare you for motherhood. Yeah. In a really special way.
1: It's an opportunity, ladies. Yeah, it is to grow and learn. So, you know, it's just up to you. Yeah. Well, we know a lot of people that will help you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just ask us, we'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> we know. We will put you on a path. Yeah. If you want whatever you want your path to be, we can help you navigate that. Exactly. And I think that that is always the message that we're trying to spread. Exactly. I love that. Cool. Do you have any anything else to say? Any sage wisdom?
1: <laughs> um I do want to mention I you know, my last three births have all been in the hospital and I do want to give a shout out to the hospital staff Yeah, and the nurses, like they really are just doing the very best that they know how. Yeah. And every once in a while I'll get an eye roll or <laughs> someone will say to me, did you really encourage her to not do that? And I'm like, no, that is all her. Yeah. You know, let's, let's roll with it. Let's see. As long as her and the baby are okay, let's just see. And so, you know, these nurses don't see a lot of women physiologically saying no and, and don't touch me or whatever, you yeah. know. And and they're rolling with it, too, just like we're rolling with what they're handing out, too. So I just have so much respect for all of the staff and the hours that they work. And, mm-hmm. man, those night nurses, too. I mean, all nurses are amazing, but those that do the 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., I just want to put flowers on their doorstep <laughs> every day and just say, I see you. I feel you. Thank you yeah. for your service. Cause you we know? need you. We do. We're so happy that you're just there 24 hours and they really are the fun ones. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's really what I really want to say. And, and I really hope to have a, an OB nurse and hopefully a, an OB or maybe a certified nurse midwife that, works in the hospital, I would love to have them on our show and and ask them all the questions and talk to them. That's my hope. So if one of you guys are listening, (laughs) reach out. By some chance. Yeah. I doubt it. Please, we want to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. That certified nurse nurse midwife, she looked up my podcast and she she had it on her phone. So maybe she's giving a listen. I love
0: you. Okay. Hey, I met her. I I I like her quite a lot, too. She's amazing. In case she's listening. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, it, thanks for joining us today in this little <laughs> chat awesome. that we needed to have. Um, and obviously, all of the thanks are always in order. So, thank you to the Southern Utah Birth Village. Thank you to all of our supporters. Thank you to everyone listening, sharing with your friends writing ratings and reviews thank you for following us on instagram we've been um getting a lot of followers lately so i guess you guys are um, interested in seeing what we have coming up check us out at the birth village podcast email us at the at gmail.com if you like email um or uh just reach out to us we'd love to hear from you guys
1: and also I was gonna say if anyone has questions for us and we would love to hear your voice. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So send us a voice memo like in the DMs of the Instagram. Yes. Did I say so, that right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We are wanting to do I'm so glad you remember this. I've been wanting to say it so bad we are um wanting to introduce we're not sure if it's going to be like a full episode or maybe a recurring segment yes but we would like to answer your guys's questions so and we'd like to basically put your question on the podcast send us a voice memo asking your question so that we can answer it what'll feel like live maybe. yes
1: <laughs> we want to hear your voice too
0: yeah we, we so. don't need to hear our voices only Mm-mm. all the time. We want to hear yours. <laughs> so yeah, send us, send us your questions. Um, send us any comments, whatever. We seriously love it when you guys reach out. We really, really, really do. Um, with all of that said, thank you so much for listening. And just remember, Empowered Women, Empowered Women.